All right, I want you to imagine right now that you are trying to log into Instagram, okay? You go to log in and it tells you that you've been logged out. All right, that's fine, no problem. You enter your password, your username, and it tells you that no account has been found. And you're like, what the heck? So you try logging in from your desktop and you can't get in. So then you try again, you try resetting your password, you try everything and you can't get into your Instagram. So you grab your friend's phone to see if they can actually see your account and it's there, but you can't get into it. Now let's assume you decide you wanna get into Facebook. Try to log into Facebook, none of your groups, none of your accounts, none of your communities. You can't do anything on Facebook. It's as if you don't exist on Facebook. All right, this is one day. You're frustrated, your heart is racing, you're annoyed, you can't figure it out. You'll spend hours trying to figure this out and you just cannot get into any of your larger accounts, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, none of them. And you are going crazy. Even YouTube, you can't get into YouTube. Now you're wondering if you've been hacked. Okay, now let's fast forward and imagine that more than a day has passed, a week has passed, two weeks have passed, a month has passed, two months have passed, and you can't get into any of your social media accounts. What impact would this have on your business? What would this do to your livelihood? How would this impact your sales, your revenue, your future? For a moment, I really want you to imagine what it would be like if this were to happen, and not just to happen for a day or a week or even a month, but several months. How would you survive? How would you thrive? How would you continue? On this edition of Build Your Tribe, my objective is to get you to imagine the worst possible scenario because it is more likely to happen than you could ever imagine today. And if this is going to happen, it's when is this going to happen and to what extent? In fact, statistically speaking, you've probably already had your data, your personal data breached in some way. There are data brokers that their job is to collect names, numbers, information, your social security number, your address, your previous addresses, your date of birth, your bank account numbers. All of this information is valuable to data brokers. What do data brokers do with it? They sell it to other data brokers, and those data brokers sell it to other data brokers. And most of this stuff is done on the deep web, the dark web. Anytime you hear of like a major corporation, whether it's Target or Amazon or American Express or the hospitals, you name it, when you hear about these big giant data breaches happening, even within the United States government, all of us, our information is out there. If you've done any type of transaction online, if you exist, you have data that's online someplace. Even your great-great-grandma who may have never owned a social media account or done any transaction online Her data exists somewhere online, and there are data brokers who get paid per head. They don't care whether you have a big following. It's not about your net worth. It is not about your status. However, because all of this data is being collected on all of us, there's a separate market just for social media accounts. And again, these are social media accounts with zero followers. Even a social media account with 100 followers has a value on this black market because I'm sure you've seen people offer you, hey, for this amount of money, we can get you X number of followers or we can get you this much more engagement. How do they do that? And they'll say with real accounts and with real followers. And that's probably true. 
What they're not telling you is that most of these accounts have been stolen. They've been hijacked. They've been confiscated by using data breaches that put all of that information into these giant computers that allow them to social engineer the right information that they need to hack into your account. And that doesn't mean that they're guessing your password. Passwords don't protect you. It is actually the security questions, two-factor authentication, and all those additional steps that you need to take that afford you a little bit more security. But ultimately, even the best password-protected accounts with two-factor authentication and every other imaginable step that you've taken, even those accounts, even though you've made it tougher, for sure, and I want you to do those things, even though you've made it tougher for people to gain access to your accounts, there's still no guarantee that you won't get hacked or that these accounts won't get taken from you or just shut down because of some unknown community violation, which you may not have even been in breach of, but your account can just be taken away from you. It can be taken away from you, it can be hijacked, it can be hacked. All of these things are likely to happen. So knowing that even with your very best attempts, which I, again, I want you to follow through and do those things, even still, there's a very high likelihood that you could and probably will at some point lose control of at least one of your prominent accounts. Let that sit in for a second. It's probably going to happen. And as luck will have it, it will happen in the moment when you need it the most, like right before your big launch, moments before you're about to go on stage and tell people to follow you, just days after you rolled out your latest product, a week before you meet with investors. That's the way this stuff works. There's never a good time for these things to happen, but they seem to always happen at the worst times. And they always happen on a weekend where you can't call anyone, you can't talk to anyone. And as you'll hear in this episode, you can't expect that to happen anyways. There's no hotline to call at Instagram when you get hacked. There's nobody at Facebook who cares how big your account is or how many people you've got in your Facebook groups or that you're verified. Nobody cares. The reason why they can't care is because there's millions of people who are experiencing the same thing as you every single day. So you've just got to get in the queue. Here's what happened to my friend Natalie Jill of nataliejillfitness.com. I'll never forget. It was a holiday weekend. It was right before Thanksgiving. And I was relying super heavy on Facebook. Everything, all my business was coming through Facebook. And I went to go log on and do my daily post. And my account was completely gone. Gone. Zero, zilch, nothing. <laughs> and I panicked. I remember waking my husband up going, uh, my Facebook is gone. It's a holiday weekend. We couldn't reach anyone. It was a nightmare. And I had no way to notify any of my my clients, my fans, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> just I had put everything into Facebook. It was horrible. And fortunately, uh, it took many emails and patience. And eventually, we did get it back. But I'm grateful that that happened now because that taught me right then and there that you need multiple platforms. The email list all of a sudden got a lot more important to me. Getting text, having a text list, having multiple platforms. It's about the time I started Pinterest and Instagram and all the other ones. So lesson to me learned then that we can't put our eggs into one basket. We can't rely on one place. And especially when you're using social media platforms, we get so used to them. They're so amazing. It's such a great way to connect with people, but we don't own those platforms and rules can change. Lockouts happen. Things shift. 
We have got to have our own system, our own way to collect emails, our own way to reach clients. So I'm grateful looking back that that happened. And it just taught me the lesson to have platforms and platforms and other locations to reach people. So just imagine that you are living your best entrepreneurial, small business, girl boss, man boss life, and you're traveling and you land And before you land, you had taken selfies and you posted in your Instagram stories that you were excited about wherever you were going. And then you land and you're locked out. And you're locked out not because you were hacked, but you're locked out because of a internal security error that Instagram has within their algorithm that if you are moving and doing a lot of things using a lot of various IPs, for example, you may have access to your Instagram, an assistant may have access, you may have offshore workers in other countries that have access, and you all are doing things at the same time, triggering a security snafu that prevents you or anyone on your team from logging into your Instagram. Well, about six weeks ago, that's exactly what happened to me. So as a business owner and someone who avidly utilizes Instagram stories for storytelling and staying connected with my audience and cross-posting, I was locked out of my Instagram for six weeks. Six. And let me tell you, going through this process of literally, and I'm not ragging on Instagram. I love the platform. I'm so grateful I got back in literally today. But let me just tell you, there is no support (laughs) for Instagram, really, aside from the link that's like, if you're having a problem and pick one of these things. So I think the lesson for me in this is, number one, maintaining that diversification of my content on various platforms, right? And so that you're not solely or we're not solely dependent upon any one platform. Also, having that email list was really important. And then the solution that I heard that I learned about, which I'm super grateful for, was to set up a remote computer in my office. And so our team can then log into that remote computer and then they're automatically logged into the Instagram. All of these platforms, they're increasing their security functions because people are increasing their criminal minds (laughs) in accessing our information. And so they have these security protocols in place that literally we could not get through. So on one hand, it's like, this is a positive thing. On the other hand, it's like, but it's actually me. It's really me trying to get through in my own account. And so after literally six weeks of jumping through all types of hoops, talking to all sorts of people at Facebook, going through people I know who may know someone and going through tons of articles and YouTube videos. This is something you want to never happen. And I am not one of these paranoid social media is going away or paranoid that, you know, I'm going to get hacked person. I don't even think about that type of stuff. But let me tell you something. When I landed in Cabo and I was locked out and there was no way I could get in and there was no help, I'm so grateful that we had these other things in place so that we can communicate with our audience. Because ask yourself, what would you do if that happened to you? Are you prepared? Do you have systems in place to actually capture information of your 
ideal clients so that you can still reach out to them. You can still communicate with them. Do you have communication with them on another platform, perhaps? So these are all things that we have to think about because the truth is we don't own these platforms and we're really on borrowed time. So the biggest lesson for me was to make sure because I have such an expansive team, both in the U.S. and offshore that has access, is how can we prevent this from ever happening again? Because we do want to do more on Instagram. We do want to invest more in ads and we don't want to be impacted by something that could be detrimental to our business. Because for some businesses, this could literally put a halt in their cash flow. So I just want you to keep that in mind. And I hope this has been super helpful. I'm April Franks, also known as Epic April. I help women leaders build and launch their own online communities. Thanks so much, Shalene. This has been awesome. Next, I want you to hear from my friend Warren Carlisle. Now, Warren has the largest Instagram fan club community on the planet. The largest on Facebook, the largest on Instagram. Those are two really big social media platforms. But despite that, he teaches the people that he works with how important it is not to put all of your eggs, not just in one basket, but not to put all of your eggs in the social media basket. So I teach community leaders to create resources, tools, tips, checklists that enhance their free content on social media. But you should always be collecting the information of the people who are the most tuned in and have raised their hand to be a part of your inner circle or whatever you really want to call your email list. So here's an example. Say you go live and you break something down and then you say, you know what? I'll put together my best resources for this. If that's something you're interested in, say, send me the list below, and they can just comment it below. You still provided value in that live, right? But you could clean it up and you could provide it as a download. You can reach out to those people and send them the opt-in link. Or if you're not tech savvy, you can ask and then send it one by one, but you have to start somewhere. Brock is actually a great example of this. He did a 30-day Instagram Reels challenge And then at the end, he put them all in this PDF and turned each one into a template that anyone could recreate for their niche. So another example of enhancing your free content to get an email could be, say you you give away the top three books that changed the way that you thought about X and then add your opinion from the perspective of your niche. So for me, because I founded Octonation, the largest octopus fan club, I could say, you know, here are the top three books that fundamentally changed my life on the ocean. And if you're interested in my notes as they relate to the octopus, you can click the link in my bio to figure out what those perspective shifts were and, you know, why you should care. Because owning the attention span of your community is more important than borrowing it from Facebook. Again, The community that you're building, utilizing free tools of any social media platform, is borrowed attention. You need to get the email or the phone number of your followers because it's really crucial to the sustainability of you as a creator and business owner. Because this is a Quick Tip Tuesday, I wanted to limit the number of people that you heard from. But the fact is, there are about four or five other high-profile entrepreneurs who I reached out to who they've either lost, completely lost, a Facebook or an Instagram account, or they've had something shut down, or they've had communities closed, they've been kicked out of their own platforms. I can't even tell you how many people this has happened to who had two-factor authentication in place, who never got their accounts back, or who had to go months and months before ever getting their accounts back. And the only reason why they got their account back is because they knew someone who knew someone who knew someone at Instagram 
who knew someone who was higher up at Instagram or who was higher up at Facebook. It's really a nightmare. There's no phones to call. There's no customer service department who cares that you've been hacked or that your account has been banned or disabled. They just don't care. And the fact of the matter is, if you want to look at the people who are killing it in your industry, I guarantee you this, if they have any sense of security, that means that they have built their community not just on social media, but they've transferred it onto their email list. I want to give you an opportunity and I want to give you a reason to join my email list. You can do so by going to shaleen.com and just sign up for it there. Every Friday, I send out a newsletter talking about whatever is, I think, important to my community, anything that's on my mind that I think can make your life a little better. It goes out every Friday. And it's not a sales email either, by the way. I do put a PS at the very bottom of the newsletter in case there are people who are looking for whatever the deal is that week. I always put a PS in there, but it's truly a value-based newsletter. And of course, there's lots of different freemiums we offer that we're always thinking about, like, how can we build our email list? How can we secure those people who have raised their hand and said, I want to go deeper, I want to know more. How can I make sure that I can find them if they can't find me? There's going to come a day. Trust me, you are hearing this episode for a reason. Do not kick yourself a week from now and go, dang it. When I listened to that episode, I knew I needed to do something and I didn't. And now I'm angry with myself. Don't let that be you. Let this be your sign that you need to start focusing on building your email list every single week. And obviously, please make sure you've got two-factor authentication on all of your accounts. It is so important. It just takes a few moments, and don't forget to use a password manager for all of your passwords and the answers to your security questions, because a password alone is not enough to protect you. I love you. Thanks for listening. It's my goal to make it brief, to make it bright, to make it fun, and then be done. Y'all, we're done. Our next episode releases on Thursday. I'll see you then.